working on for four weeks, which is part of my me about we flat on the other. Finally got it framed in. Yeah. It was a lot of math. Too much math. 18 speed or whatever. Lemon lime donuts. Handlebars ate them. Uh, yeah, trail mix <laughs> while riding 22 miles on my on my bike. What what kind of a mongrel? <laughs> donuts because t- 89.1 WPHS with the public enemy. We're going to keep it right here with going to get yours. That was two in a row by the Beastie Boys. Rock hard and she's on it. Now he is public enemy. This is Bob from Grand Rapids, and you're listening to the Eric Zane Show podcast. If you're new to the show, this is a guy who will make you laugh and make you cry. Some days you'll want to hug him, and some days you'll want to punch him in the face. But most importantly, if you disagree with something he says, don't worry. He'll change his mind in a couple of days anyway. And now here he is, Eric Zane. Oh, thank you, Bob. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Bob. Where you been, Bob? Where you been, Bob? I haven't heard from you in too long. Welcome to the Eric Central Podcast. Daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. What is the deal with young people? Um, you know, I it's overrated when they're like uh when they think they own the world. This is this is the ramblings of an old man yelling at clouds. That's what this is here. But my god. All I want to do is make everyone happy. Excuse me. In this household. Oh, my God. Listen to that. Hang on. Oh, Jesus. I just want to make everyone happy. Take care of my own. Do I dare complain about when I feel like... um, The love is not being reciprocated. No. All I want is cooperation. Very simple. You know the dynamic. Well, you know most of the dynamic. You don't know why Madison suddenly was without a car. I've sworn to to secrecy until she tells me I can mention it. And and I know you want to hear that, but, I mean, there's a pecking order. And though children are... Pains in the ass or pain in the asses. Is it pains in the ass or pain? It's pains in the ass. They are. If she asks me not to say something, I'm going to honor that. Anyway, no car. What do I do? Okay. So we did that uh, shell game, shuffling the cars around. Uh, Queen of the forest is the big winner in this because, hey, you get a new car. Congratulations. Jim is giving back the piece of shit car to Madison. She cannot have anything more than piece of shit car. Piece of shit car needs to be upgraded. It needs to be looked over by professionals. Thank God I have people like that at my disposal whom I trust. Irvine's Auto Repair. All I got to do is get the car there. You know, you just drop it off. And then that's it. Now listen to this shit show cooperation that I get. I wake up Sunday 
late. I sleep in. And now I have to get the piece of shit car to Irvine's and I have to get Madison who has Diana's Dodge, the 2016 at Hope College, 25 minutes away. I have to get that back to the house so that it can be, you know, I want to clean it out a little before I give it to Jim. I'm giving you a car. So I need some cooperation. I go, Jim, um, I want to, I don't want uh, the back half of my day with me transporting people everywhere and dropping cars off and stuff. So I will meet you at Irvine's. You drive piece of shit car to Irvine's. You get in my vehicle. I drive you back to either your place or my house for dinner. Your choice. We'll come over for dinner. Okay, great. Actually, uh, I thought it was going to be so early. He ended up coming over for dinner with uh, my grandson, Grayson. But I thought that he, it was going to be so early that I would drop him off back at his house. So simply meet him at Irvine's. He drops the car off, key in the drop box, get in my truck, go back home, drop him off. See in a few hours for dinner. We're having crispy chicken sandwiches. Bye, bye, bye. That's it. This is at uh, uh, 945 in the morning. I go, Jim, I need to do this. Um, pause. He's pausing when you hear the pause when there is a pause you know that there's there's something going on they're thinking okay uh all right sooner rather than later okay dad i go yeah sounds great man i'm all about it sooner rather than, you just tell me i'm standing by okay now sooner rather than later dad Tells me it's going to happen pretty quick. Hold that part of the story. Let's transition over to the other child, Madison. Shortly thereafter, I hear from her. I need her to get that car back to my house. To, like I indicated, to get it ready. Um... Nick says, knowing it was Jim, knowing Jim, it was probably a pregnant pause. Ah! Madison calls me. I guess there was a, uh, she's um, pledging a sorority right now. So this is a big deal. And she had spent a lot of time with her soon to be sisters and they, um, Okay, now I don't know this at the time. Actually, I'll say this. Uh, I'm talking to her. I go, Madison, uh, hey, so this is what I need. Well, Dad, I've got to take a nap. I've been up all night with my sisters. And I go, okay, no problem. I've got to take a nap, and then I've got to do my homework, and then I'll come. I go, well, uh, so you have to drive over here. These are three things you have to do. You have to nap, you have to do homework, and you have to drive over here. Okay, so nap, homework, drive. I go, can you just change the order? Can you just be drive over here, nap, homework? Is that possible? No, it doesn't work. No, I got to do those things first. And I'm like, yeah, I know. But she here's the problem. She does not understand that those three things will happen 
at some point. The order doesn't matter, okay? And it's going to benefit uh, benefit dad if she gets to the house. Does she see it that way? No. People don't understand that. It's like, well, you fucking dummy. I mean, god damn it, I told you. It doesn't it doesn't matter that no, I have to take the nap first. I have to take the nap first. Cool. No problem. And then uh, midway through that, she goes, Dad, can I call you back? I'm with a car full of my sisters. God. Now you gotta understand. I am not opposed to the sorority. The sorority appears to be a good thing for my daughter. My daughter, uh, this is, uh, I don't know, it's its providing some type of, you know, especially when you're dealing with uh, people of this age, they, they need that type of togetherness. Uh, dad prefers loneliness. I prefer, no, stay away. Everyone just stay away from me. She wants that whole group thing, so whatever. Okay, cool. I'm happy. But um, she um, she is like, okay, um, this is what I'm gonna do, and I'm like, okay, well, I tell you what, uh, just get. She says, I am going to take the nap, and then I'm going to come over. How does that sound? Like, okay, all right, that's that's better. I'll take that. So I'm expecting her to get to the house so that I can get this car cleaned up. I'm still waiting on Jim, and then Jim is like, okay, all right, um, yeah, you know, sooner rather than later, but um. I'm like, Eric, don't hold your breath on this. I, it wasn't until, uh, I think we got to Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid at about 3.30. Now that is the day, the whole freaking day until we got to Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid. Oh my God. Um, And I had time to do, like, I, I just, I didn't even... I am done trying, you know, getting upset about these things. I just laid low and just all I did was adapted. I just adapted. I did a whole bunch of shit around here and oh my God. Um, And it was, um, it's just incredible to me that all of these things are happening for these people. This kid's getting a car, you're getting a car and no one will actually do what I'm asking to facilitate them to actually or to to help me so that i can facilitate them it's like come on guys jeez so that was like uh it's remarkable how much this uh the lack of cooperation finally get the car dropped off at irvine's finally get the car in jim's hands got to drive madison back that's the thing we get done eating you got to drop Madison back off at school. So no big deal. I'm not complaining about that, but it's like, geez, a lot going. And that's why I wanted on the back half of the day to not have to deal with that shit. Did it happen? No, of course not. I split my pants while working out on Saturday. So at the YMCA, uh, I'm put on, putting on my, um, my hefty 100 pounds onto the bar getting set to do squats and um boy i think i overdid it too because i was so damn sore yesterday and uh you're like jesus eric that that sounds like no amount of weight but i go low i mean way low i do ass dragger low this is here's the difference let me show you something here 
This is why you got to watch on Twitch because you got to see proper squat form. Oh, I got to make sure I got this. Most people, when they do squats, they get their back out of control and they, they like kind of bend forward like an idiot. And they go like this. And the legs get like that. See that? See my ass? Your ass has to get, get lower than your knee. They're like, oh God, I'm doing so much weight. This is so awesome. But you gotta, you gotta get way down. You gotta go down this low. This is an ass dragger. Okay. Oh man. And that hits your glutes like you wouldn't believe. But you can't do nearly as much weight. Ooh. Um, so I did my ass draggers and oh, they were like all shaky and weird, you know, because once you get that ass into it, that's how you get like a strong ass. Okay. So ladies, I know ladies are always like, Hey man, I want a nice plump, fat, muscular ass. When I say fat, I don't mean like with fat on it. I mean, full of muscle, you know, so you can smack the shit out of it. But, uh, yeah, that's how you do it. Sometimes people will put a stool or a chair so that their butt has to touch it so they know they went low enough. Yeah, but it's got to be really low. Basically, you just go down as far as you can go. There you go. Uh, looks like Nick is at it again. He gave a gift subscription to Kevin C46. That is so sweet. Sarah Rook Ruck Roosh. Says pretty hot and tempting. Well, yeah, you got to have Brad do those, you know? Juicy ass, Kate says. Crank says something to sink both meat hooks into. Very horny bunch of people here on the show today. Um, Sarah says that her husband Brad has no ass. Well, g- get him in the gym. Got a ton of stuff to talk about today. I'm extremely excited about today's show because not only do we get to break down a fight, we get to break down a famous people fight. The basketball game. This is the first bit of any type of basketball I've watched since last year's national championship game. So I love this. Everybody's losing their mind about the Michigan uh, basketball game after the game and the big fight and everybody's acting outraged and you're all dumbasses. This is the best thing to happen in college basketball. Let's hope it continues. I love it. I love drama. Uh, I love it when people act like idiots and we need more of this in sports. It's the only way to make sports more enjoyable. I don't give a shit about college basketball or pro basketball. I would only give a shit if people were having temper tantrums and little teeny tiny coaches were trying to get into the face of seven foot tall men. That's awesome. We had that. I cannot wait to watch it with you. The show happens each and every weekday at about the same time from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio right here. Baldwin Ace Hardware, a uh, beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland of Michigan. 
Uh, you can catch the show live as it happens, audio, video, the live stream, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. They also sponsor my Facebook page, which I have till March 8th until I'm back on it. I've been suspended yet again. Suspension number seven in the past year. I am on the Facebook watch list. Facebook brought to you by Irvine's as well. Facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Follow me on Twitter at Eric Zane show on Twitter. Brought to you by Brew, uh, Blue Who Frost IT. And then the almighty YouTube. Sponsored by my policy shop insurance, Frank the Tank Fuss. Subscribe to the channel. Bell notification, thumbs up if I go live. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay. Um, this weekend was, wow, some intense weather. I happened to, with the queen of the forest, we went to the very, very edge of the great state of Michigan, right on the lake. Uh, Saugatuck, well, pretty close. There's a, there's a lake called Kalamazoo Lake that leads right into the, uh, into Lake Michigan. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like the mouth of it and it was freezing cold and the wind was hurricane force winds. And I am not even kidding. When I was at at where we live, it was windy, but you know, there's structures everywhere. You don't really notice it as much as what you do, but not as much as when you're like at the edge where we were. And Dave and Mary live right on this fricking Lake. And I have never, it was like we were on another planet. I could not believe the wind was so strong. We were struggling to walk. It, it could knock you over. It was that strong there. And it made, I swear, it was like, I mean, I don't even know what the wind chill was, but I mean, obviously if it goes faster and faster, it's going to feel colder and colder. I think that's how it works. But my God, it was stupid. Holy shit. And this is a, a real touristy town. This is one of those towns where it's like uh, a quaint little sweet downtown. And uh, everybody goes there and visits in the summertime. And then in the winter, it's ghost town. My God. Um, Jesus. No wonder why at the restaurant, it was like 30 bucks for something that's not for like a hamburger. Uh, the wind also... This weekend, um, when I was uh, trying to be able to clean cars to give to family members and not getting any cooperation, I decided to uh, spend a little time and uh, vacuum out the inside of my truck. And I um, I haven't vacuumed the inside of this truck since the weekend that I bought it, which was like two years ago. And the amount of dog hair on the inside actually is, it, it looked like the, the floor of the vehicle was a, was a different color than the carpet underneath it. I couldn't believe the amount of dog hair. So I'm working my, I'm like, oh my God, Jesus, this has been way too long. This is embarrassing. So I'm vacuuming that and I um, I have this big freaking uh, tall kitchen bag in there to throw all the trash away that's in the vehicle. And it was so damn windy. I had the door of the, of the vehicle open and the a gust of wind blows in and it kind of like lifts the bag up a little. It's suspended in air in the car and then it kind of drifts out of the vehicle, okay? And as soon as it does, the opening of the bag 
catches a big gust of air, and that thing goes like a parachute. And then, in a blink of an eye, it's gone. I go, what the fuck? And I look up, and it is soaring like a Falcon Heavy rocket. And I'm like, what am I looking at here? It was just like the perfect amount of of float and angle where it was like fueled by this ridiculous wind and it didn't even, I mean, I'm not kidding you. In seconds, it was a mile high and I, I, and I actually watched it disappear. It kept going up. It didn't like go over to Schimmel's house and fall. It just kept going up because as it got higher and higher and higher, more and more windows up there. I'm like, this thing is never coming down. It's going to, it's going to be like space debris. Holy shit. And then there's uh, this woods right behind my house. And the roar, whenever the wind would rip through, I swear to God, I thought for sure that we were going to have fallen trees. It was absolutely incredible. And I just sat there and watched it. And it, only, it didn't take long because, it, like I said, in, in just a handful of seconds, I couldn't see the fucking thing anymore. It was incredible. And cold as shit, too. Actually, yesterday wasn't too bad. But... Uh, I think we're knocking on the door of a spring-type vibe here right around the corner because uh, yesterday was like over 40. Felt pretty damn good. Hope you had a good weekend. Hope every uh, everybody's doing well in your world. Welcome to the Eric Zane Show podcast. All right. Dean says, was there a hamster in the bag? No, my friend, but if there was, that hamster would have gotten a hell of a ride. Oh, my God. I'm surprised we didn't lose power. Then Wings Guy 71 says, haven't seen a bag flying through the air like that since the hamster incident. You guys were all thinking it, not me. Thanks. Thanks for bringing that up. All right. Terry, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Kevin Corbett. Weather was great from my point of view. Charlotte weather is much better than Grand Rapids right now. Hey, big news, Corbett. When you come back to Michigan, you got to come back to Michigan because uh, I'm teaming up. Uh, The ink is not yet dry with uh, Berlin Raceway. So we're going to have like events out there and you can like wave the green flag to start the race. So come back to visit us. Okay, you dumb hick. Now that you live in North Carolina. Glad you're here, though. Hope you're doing okay, buddy. Uh, Kevin adds, it's been a minute since I've been able to live chat. Ha ha. Glad to be back this morning. One of these days, I'll be back for a Zoom. Still trying to find a suitable webcam for my personal studio. That's right. You're a podcaster. How about that? I got a call this morning um, from, okay. First of all, I get a text and it's Dale. Throat stab Dale. Throat slash Dale. And he's like, hey, Z, when you get a minute, when you get a minute, I, re- I, I got to talk to you again. And every time I see that, I'm always like worried that something bad has happened. When I, when I get that from anyone, I'm always worried. Hey, if you got a minute. So I wish people would write not urgent because um, I'm sitting there looking. I go, well, better call him. Hey, yeah, uh. Because he wrote, sorry to keep bo- sorry to keep bothering you, but I need some help. Can you call me? So when someone says, I need some help, that, you know, okay. 
I call at 710. I've got my coffee. I'm getting ready to come in here and do the show. I'm expecting, yeah, I'm in jail or something like that. Or I got hit by a truck. I'm in the hospital. He wants advice on how to start a podcast. And I'm like, and I'm like, oh, um, so, you know, I don't want to be rude. I don't want, but I'm busting his balls now, so I guess I should have been rude. And he's just, I mean, the thing about Dale is he's got so many big ideas. And he does a good job of rattling them off. But the problem with the rattling, we've got so much rattle that I don't have a chance to say, hey, let me let me call you and I can give you a little bit more attention. I mean, let me call you. And then, no, it's like, no way. The rattle is going to be so rattled uh, that you will not be able to stop him. He is a force of nature. He's like Godzilla on a freaking rampage. So I'm like just going, oh, yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Um, Megan says, is that Saul or Dale? I'm having a hard time deciding the impression. Okay, that does sound more like Dale, but it does sound like Saul too. Saul's, hey, Eric. Which Saul doesn't really sound like that. I don't even know how we got to doing that impression because Saul doesn't sound like that at all. Terry says, give him the advice of telling him to do the, uh, everything the opposite of what you do. All right. So welcome in. Thank you so much for being here. The Patreon happens when this show is done. We wrap this one up and then we do more podcasting. If you want to get in on the Patreon 15 plus hours of content each and every week. I just posted another edition of the Lost Zane recordings today. Today's edition of the Lost Zane recordings is election day 2016 when Trump won. And uh, I remember that night I went to bed and I had voted for Hillary Clinton. I know some of you are going to be like, oh my God. Yeah, shut up. Yeah, that's the thing. I voted for Clinton in that election. But then four years later, I voted for Trump in the following election. And if I had to vote right now, I would vote for Biden. So I am I am the roamer, okay? And I know all of you are going to just say, talk shit about me and say something horrible about me. Yeah, I understand. I get one vote, okay? It, it's mine. You get yours. And uh, I don't have a problem with you voting, but I I get mine and I, I do with it what I see fit. So you better get that out of your system. I can only take so much. No, actually, I can take pretty much everything. I don't care. Anyway, so today's Los Zane recording is this whole election. And if you recall where we live in, the, in Michigan, um, both Clinton and Trump on the election day, visited here this was the epicenter of the election in fact um trump campaigned well you can't campaign the day of he campaigned um the night but they both campaigned the night before in michigan trump went on into the night past midnight at uh i forgot the venue i think it was devos performance hall or something like that and ted nugent came out and he's like screaming guitar and uh it was just an outrageous scene holy fuck and that uh well the rest is history well that anyway that's on the lost zane recordings today patreon.com slash eric zane
check it out and you know go into it with all right zane you're on double secret probation i'm gonna let you try this one month i'm gonna i'm gonna you've been working at this for three years and almost two months i'm going to try it and you're on a short leash you little fucker i'm gonna give you five dollars i'm not gonna give you ten i'm gonna give you five for one month okay and if i like it i'll either let it ride or i'll convert it to a yearly and save 10 percent. if it sucks you're canceled that's all you might stumble onto something that you love okay it's behind a sweet little thing called a paywall patreon.com p-a-t-r-e-o-n patreon.com slash eric zane thank you i need a drink hang on Chaka chaka baby baby a baby 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 a baby 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 All right I worked that event at DeVos Place was a good time Nugent rocked Um Terry says Epstein didn't kill himself Oh we all know that there's a story that I have either. Hey, Paul, that's my brother. Look at that. My brother Paul is here. Par Wog 262 is here. Oh, my God. That's so. I, I cannot get over the fact that you're here. Do you realize you're technically much more technically advanced than your brother, uh, Michael? My brother, Michael, our brother, Michael. He wouldn't. He'd be like, what? You, you you watch him on a computer? What's a computer? All right. Playfully refers to me as idiot. Hi, idiot. And Nick just gifted you a subscription. That is so sweet. Nick is in Portland, Maine, Paul. He's a little peanut. All right. Paul is the, uh, I don't, I don't even think this audience is aware of this story, but my, my, um, second oldest brother, Paul is, uh, he's 10 years older than me. He was born June 10th, 1960. I was born July 7th, 1970. My mother, God rest her soul, had two beautiful boys, Michael Born, I believe, in 1958, and Paul. A couple of boomers. My mom was married to this guy named Art Young. They had Michael. And then my mom got pregnant with Paul. And then Art Young said, hey, I'm going to go get some milk. And he never returned. Horribly sad story. So poor Paul and Michael had to be raised by my mother and uh, my grandmother and my grandfather who lived across the street from my mother in St. Clair Shores, Michigan. Then, as time would pass, my mother met my father. And the rest is history. Um, They obviously 
uh, Jim, my world book Jim, born 1966, and then Eric, born 1970. So that's basically how it goes. So I didn't even know what a half-brother was. Uh, technically, these are my half-brothers. Actually, no, not technically, because my father adopted these two uh, young men when they were very little. And then things got weird because my dad and Mike and Paul did not get along as they reached uh, young adulthood. And they were treated poorly by my father. My dad whipped the shit out of them and hurt them. And they didn't like that. So they said, fuck you. And the rest is history. I think I'm getting that 100% right, too. Now, my dad will be like, I didn't touch anybody. Go, no, I think you did. I don't think they're making it up. Uh, so poor Paul has had nothing but uh, shitty experiences with father figures in his life. So that's a real bummer. Um, but anyway, he's fantastic and my dear brother. So um, I love him very much. Um, when I was um, starting my radio career, um, at Z93 with Joe and the poor boy. One time I was driving to work to go on the air and I checked my voicemail on my big giant cell phone that I had and it's Paul. And, uh, he indicated that, uh, Hey, I'm in Vegas. This is hey, Eric. I'm in Vegas. And I just, I just got out of an elevator. I just shit my pants and he decided to, Call, he got he went to like the blackjack table or some shit and lost his ass and then I don't know picked up a hooker and then uh, he, he's going back to his bedroom and uh, he stopped playing cards because he was at the table and he pooped his pants in front of the fucking dealer or something and people are like what the fuck is what's going on he smells like shit he shit his pants and so he called me to tell me that he shit his pants and so then I took the uh, voicemail and uh, I, I, I lifted it and put it onto like a reel or a tape. You know, you had tape back then. And we played it on the air for like a whole day about um, uh, Paul shitting his pants. It was incredible. He would call me whenever something stupid would happen because he would, uh, he would know that I would talk about it on the air. And so it's true. It became a thing of legend. He, you know, if you get a voice, he's usually, he's always hammered. Like, hey, 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 I just shit my pants. He's just, he's shit face drunk. Like, oh my God. We used to go over his house. I remember there was one moment. He used to live in this trailer right near where the Pontiac Silverdome is. And, uh, like a mobile home. And, uh, his double wide trailer. He lived there forever. And I remember one time it was for a bachelor party. It might've been his bachelor party. Cause he was married for a period of time. And, uh, we went over there to drink and play poker. And, um, so I think, yeah, I was definitely drinking then. And, but my brother Jim was not. So he was the only sober one. It was Eric, Jim, Paul, Mike, Pete, my uncle, Jim Keller, friend of the family, dear friend of Paul's, passed away, God rest his soul, and probably Buford, which is another pal, 
and there was probably a couple more guys from Paul's work. So I'm guessing there's 10 of us. And we decided to play AC Ducey. Oh, fuck. This game is a ball breaker. I've talked about this before. This will make you desperately poor and, and, oh, in a bad state of affairs. The question are Push Up Paul and Charity Scam Mike brothers? No. Push Up Paul is my mother's son and my, the adopted son of my dad. So my brother. And Charity Scam Mike is the brother-in-law of my stepsister, Elizabeth. Again, family bush, not a family tree. So we all put in like whatever the amount is for the pot. And then, okay, somebody's, you know, they also call this game in between. Okay, you got a two and a king. So you got to be in between there. So you bet. Okay, if there's 50 bucks in there and you say pot, if... The card is an ace that's outside. That's not in between two and king. Then you got to pay the pot. Or you can bet uh, $5. And if you lose, you got to put $5 in. But if you win, you get take $5 out. But if you say, let's say there's 100 bucks in there. And you say pot. If, you, if it's two and ace, which is, let's say you put an ace down. And then uh, you're, they're going to say high or low. Okay, I'm going to say that's a high ace. And then the next card is a two. That's the best odds you can get. So then you've got $100 in there and you say pot. And then the next card they flip is an ace or a two. Not only do you owe the pot, you double it. So the pot goes from $100 to $300 that quickly. And fucking A. Oh, we were losing so bad that we decided to make a rule that you can only bet a maximum of 50 because the game was going to end. So then we're chanting 50, 50, 50. Oh my God. That place was rocking. And then my uncle Pete lost. He's still alive today. I think he's like 104 years old. He lost so bad. He went outside to like have a smoke or something like that. And we look out there and his big gnarly dick is hanging out of his pants and he's pissing in the middle of the street is piss rolling down the street. Look, what the fuck are you doing? He's pissing. <sighs> Cranks is what's the name of the game again. It's two names. We call it AC Ducey, but it's known as in between. Oh shit. It was one of the last times I got drunk, I think. I forgot what year he got married. I think I think it was Paul's bachelor party. I don't know. It had to have been because I was. You got married after me, I think. I don't know. Well, anyway. Ladies, he's single. Yeah, that's right. You can take home this gorgeous hunk of man. You know what he did, too? He was so pissed off at my dad. This is a true story. My mother's maiden name is Rising. Okay? And Paul, he was pissed at my dad. And um, when he became of age, to break one off at him, he, he didn't want his last name to be the same last name as my father. So he, he went and legally changed his name to my mother's maiden name. So he is, he did, we don't share a last name. He's a rising, which is just fantastic. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Holy shit. 
All right. That's enough down uh trip down memory lane. All right. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. If you need a mortgage, call Mario. Even if you want to buy a mobile home. Uh, 231-332-6505. NMLS number 3035. From wherever in the U.S. Exceptions are South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii. Uh, Call them up and say, hey, Eric Zane sent me. I would love to know more about a mortgage. The... Our team, uh, I'm sorry, I mentioned uh, Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid. They have the piece of shit car at their place right now. It's actually a pretty damn good car. A Honda Accord with 150,000 miles on it will run forever. You got a lot of life on that thing, but I need them to bring it back because Jim was using it, so God knows what the hell's wrong with it. Uh, I took it over to Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV along 44th Street on the west side of the state of Michigan to have them... uh, Go over it, and uh, I'm going to be like, yeah, I know we need this and that, but uh, tell me what's going on. I need to have this car in sound running running order for my daughter, Madison. This will be a perfect car for her. 616-532-6600. Thank you to Irvine's. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Horizon Hydroponics, H-O-R-I-Z-E-N, hydroponics.com. If you're growing indoors, buy from them online. Use the coupon code ZANESHOW at checkout to save 10%. Shipped anywhere in the U.S. for free with an order of $150 or more. Or, if you're local to West Michigan, Kalamazoo, or Lansing, buy it online and go pick it up. There you go. Paul says, I'm such a dick. You're not a dick. What are you talking about? Come on now. Enough of that. I I won't have any name calling around here. Okay. Well, glad you're here, Paul. You got the day off. He works for the uh, the community in Farmington Hills. Great place to live on the east side of the state. Very nice. Um, okay, let's get into the college basketball fight that happened. This was terrific. Uh, everybody's losing their mind, acting like it's the end of the world. It's not. Uh, Talk about this basketball coach, Jawan Howard, who uh, played at Michigan um, and uh, had a pretty pretty good uh, professional career. Gigantic man. I think he's six foot 11, maybe seven feet tall. He's a bit of a, he he gets a little rowdy sometimes, a little bit, uh, about 50 years old. Might get a little bit um, fly off the handle. Uh, but this to me is, is, is great. I I think it's whenever it happens, I always love it. It's drama. And you know, I love drama. So the team in the white Wisconsin Badgers just beat the shit out of Michigan. As you can see, 77 to 63. As the game was winding down with like 15 seconds to go, um, 
Michigan started uh, pressing their defense. If you don't know, they're like trying to like uh, steal the ball, and there's no way they're going to win. And you know, it's just uh, I don't whatever. Well, um, then the coach of Wisconsin, when they're trying to inbound the ball, and Michigan really playing aggressive defense, calls a timeout, and he's like, "Well, I just want to reset. It's kind of crazy out there. I'm just going to reset." And then he calls that timeout. And then uh, they finally do inbound the ball. And then Michigan uh, fouls the guy, uh, fouls one of their players, which, again, uh, prolongs the game. Uh, Wisconsin's up by 14 points. So finally, the clock winds down. Uh, The announcers here point out that, hey, um, it looks like Howard is upset about this. He's not coming out to shake hands. Oh, there he goes. He gets in behind the line. He's going to now go shake hands with uh, coach guard of Wisconsin. And that's where uh, all hell breaks loose. So pick it up here. To 63. And Juwan Howard not going over immediately to shake hands. Now he's going to get in the line. Interesting finish here. 77. Oh, see, and they're going at it. Oh, yeah. Howard and guard are not happy right now. As the two of them continue to have words, we told you. Okay, this is guard. Guard's getting moved out of the way. Howard's still screaming at him. This is another assistant here. Something happens and this guy becomes a target of Howard. Okay. Jawan Howard was not happy about that timeout. There it is. Just threw a right hand. And now we got a scrum. We have a scrum in Madison. Yes. Yes. And shoving. This is an ugly scene. <laughs> this is an ugly scene. Oh my God. <laughs> Cop. And there's no doubt it all stems from the timeout by Greg Gard. Now, that's not an excuse for this, but that is what angered Juwan Howard. And it spilled over into this. And you saw Howard and Greg Gard nose to nose. I knew I knew he was. I wouldn't be happy either, but there's no excuse for this. Absolutely not. zero excuse. Zero. This cannot happen. Cannot. Okay, let me back this up here. To 63. Because a lot of what I'm going to play for you is uh, Howard is like, oh, yeah, well, I was defending myself. Handshake, 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 no big deal. Now he's going to get in the line. Interesting finish. Okay, now he's saying something, pulling his mask away. Because I, 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 I'm going to play you the post-game conversation that, or uh, press conference, and, and Howard, yeah, he put his hand on me. He grabbed me or something. Like, he's touching him, but he's like, hey, man, I want to talk about this. This guy, guard, he's not doing anything to warrant an assault. So Howard, I think, is going to be looking at this through a a weird lens and saying that he's defending himself. I don't think he's defending himself. Okay, so nothing really, really physical has happened. Okay, they're talking, but you can tell Howard's pissed. And now Howard's put laying his hands on the guy's chest. And then here he's grabbing the guy, the little shit. He's grabbing him. Little, little shit, he's bigger than me. Oh, shit. I'm fucking this up already. Sorry. 
All right, I suck. Okay, now he's grabbing him. Now he's grabbing him. I like how this guy's uh, shooting video with his phone. Okay, now he lets go of him. Now he's got the mad finger in his face. In my opinion, Howard's the aggressor in all of this. Happy right now. As the two of them continue to have words. We told you Jawan Howard was not happy. And then this. I don't, I don't know what this guy is saying who gets smacked. Here comes the punch. There it is. Oh! <laughs> this guy over here is having a good time. He loves it. He's like, yes! Okay. Jawan Howard just threw a right hand. And now we got a scrub. I think that one of these guys in the middle starts throwing hands. I think there's a couple dudes that start throwing punches. Somebody goes down. This guy gets punched. This is an ugly scene. This is an ugly scene. Oh, my God. All right, so that's that. Um, I don't know. In hockey, you get five minutes. You get to take a break when something like this happens. In, uh, in basketball, it's the end of the world. Everyone must get fired. Uh, May says, did the media spin this to be a race issue? I don't think so. I didn't see that. I saw commenters, people like you and me, weighing in on various videos saying, oh, yeah, the, the, this is a race issue, but... I, I don't think so. Um, Wisconsin coach made first contact. I'd get pissed too if someone grabbed me like that. I didn't. I didn't see him get grabbed. Were you watching what I watched, Wings guy? I don't. I mean, I wouldn't call this a grab. Finish here, seven. I, okay, he's touching him, but he's not grabbing him. I mean, his hand like, hey, I want to talk to you. I so I don't I don't see the aggressive uh, grabbing like everyone is suggesting about guard. Um, so I I suspect there will be some um, repercussion for this. Crank says, "Sad truth is neither will get charged criminally." So wait a minute, you think that that should result in a criminal a criminal uh, charge against these people is that are you really suggesting that Jason or are you kidding because if you're not I'm going to rip you a new one uh, wings guy 71 says aggressive no but don't touch me like that and get in my face if I'm trying to walk away from you well come on now he said, hey, no, wait a minute now. Let's have a conversation. What's wrong with that? I don't think guard. I think uh, Howard is 100% wrong and guard did nothing wrong. I don't think guard did anything wrong. But do I think Howard should get in any trouble? No. I think that Howard should be given a raise for this. This It was incredible. It was my favorite moment of the weekend. And everybody's like, oh, no, this is such a terrible thing. Oh my God! All right. Raising it to a point where it looked like Juwan Howard. Coach in the face. What kind of happens in between to make that happen? Well, basically, uh, 
you know, I addressed with uh, the head coach that uh, I will remember that <laughs> because of that timeout. And uh, of course, I want to touch me. And I think that was very uncalled for him to touch me as we were going. Oh, my God. So uh, that's what ended up happening. That's what escalated. Oh, come on. I will remember that. First of all, that whole deal about I will remember that. But you're the one that was fucking pressing on defense when you're down 14 points. Now expand on it. I'll just share with you the story. What happened? Well, as far as touching, I mean, obviously, it's obvious touching with the handshake line. There, it must have been more than that. Oh, yeah, it was saying. more than that. It was not. I said we saw it. It was more than that. Touching, touching me unnecessary was a was a cause for that when we were talking. Yeah, guard did nothing aggressive. I'm not buying this shit from Juwan Howard. I call bullshit. Trying to protect myself <laughs> from him. You're seven foot tall. Trying to protect myself. Oh yeah, he was he was so attacking you, you asshole. He was saying, no, no, man, come on. That's what he was doing. He's doing like fucking guy when guys are trying to figure shit out. What are he's 50, but he's talking like my 19 year old. What are you, a generation Z or shut the fuck up? Was there anything earlier in the game besides the timeout if I could see you? Oh no. Oh no. Wisconsin did a, a really good job in the second half. Um, making adjustments. This guy's a hothead. In fact, there's another clip going around of him doing the same thing last year during one of those COVID games. When he's freaking out and they had to hold him back and shit. So, whatever. Uh, Chris says, hey, Zane, the volume's too low. That's as high as I could get it, I think. Hold on a second. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't get it. Uh, couldn't get it any higher. Hopefully, you're able to hear that. I'll boost it on the audio podcast. Doesn't have to be aggressive to be assaultive. Okay, you sound like my daughter too. Okay? Hey, if I if I Jason, if we're at um Bosco's and you get mad because the portion of french fries isn't big enough or if I steal some of your fries and you try to walk out in a huff and you say, "I'll remember that." I'm going to go, "Hey, hang on a second, man. Hang on." And if I happen to touch you like, "Hey, come on, let's hammer this out." You're not going to you're not going to go, "Assault! Assault!" Because that's what Greg Gard did. So shut up. Enough of your devil's advocate here. And by the way, uh, sad truth is neither will get charged criminally. It's like, who gives a shit? It's not criminal. It's fucking in the game. Who cares? Come on. Well, if you understand laws, you'd know. Uh, The law is you're making stupid points. Jesus. What? 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 Please go back home and, and get your balls and put them on. What the hell is going on here? Hopefully these teams see each other in the final four tournament. I don't think so. They both kind of stink. Michigan stinks more. I don't even know if they're going to make the tournament. I, I After that loss, I'm thinking that they won't. All right. Well, that was just stupid and ridiculous. But I'm glad it happened. Um, the huge show is, uh, he's making a big deal about it. I wonder if he'll be available to talk. 
Zach, I love what you're doing over there, Eric Zane. I love it, EZ. Billy, come on. He's not going to pick up. He's going to leave me hanging. He's going to leave me hanging. Damn it. Um, he tweeted out, you need to stop defending Jawan Howard. He's talking to uh, audience members of his who are defending him. Stop defending Jawan Howard. So, you know, everybody's acting like this is a huge, huge deal. I don't know. I don't think it's that big of a deal. And besides, weak ass punch. If you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you've got, uh, if you've got an opportunity to hit a dude in the face, at least, at least, Juwan Howard, don't look like a bitch when you do it with this weirdo, awkward, stupid, giant hand slap. Just a straight, uh, a sharp, short jab right to the face. Arc Flash says, someone mentioned Huge being involved in a giant fight in Chicago. Do you know that story? I do. Bill was leaving Comiskey Park, and the, a group of young people attacked him and beat him horribly. Um, yeah, and that's it. It was a random act of violence. He was badly hurt. Terrible. We're tired of your huge opinions. Thank you, Kevin. Kevin Corbett just signed up on Patreon. Very sweet of you. I appreciate that. All right. Eric, can you show us how to properly throw a punch? The answer? No. I cannot show you how to properly throw a punch because that would not be... uh, I don't know how to throw a punch. Are you kidding me? Oh, God. Schaefer continues. Charge Coach Guard with assault on Howard. Charge Howard for assault on no-name assistant coach. Then let the prosecutor dismiss everything and set up a no-holds-barred octagon foxy. All right, now now I'm on board. Foxy boxing match between them. All right. Now that I can get behind. Foxy boxing match. Okay, we have more sports in the news. Uh, Five people at a uh, Midland, Texas Christian school are in deep trouble. Hang on a second here. I went to open up the uh, article and uh, it's not available. Because I'm on a PC. I'm going to have to pull it up on my phone. So my apologies. Isn't that weird? Yeah, you can look at it on your phone, but you can't look at it on your PC. Stupid. Uh, Midland, Texas. We have five teachers. This is incredible. The amount of cover up here is ridiculous. Five officials at a private Christian academy in Texas are facing felony charges 
over accusations that they failed to notify authorities after a ninth grader reported being sexually assaulted by an older student during a hazing incident on, quote, freshman initiation day. Uh, According to this article, the three, imagine if this was your kid, uh, ninth grade on the baseball team, three administrators and two athletic coaches at Midland Christian School are are identified in an arrest warrant warrant affidavit obtained uh, as Superintendent Jared Owen Lee, a second school, secondary school principal, Dana Elizabeth Ellis, Athletic Director Gregory Neal McClendon, Assistant Secondary School Principal Matthew David Counts, and Baseball Coach Barry Lee Russell. Quote, We are motivated in all facets by our faith in Jesus Christ. You know, it's a good article. When they they get to the uh, mission statement of the school before the crime description, you know it's going to be a doozy. Attempting to serve as a reflection of God's unconditional love for all people, Midland Christian's website proclaims. We seek to honor the Lord in all that we do by operating Midland Christian School in a manner consistent with biblical principles. It is important to us that every word and deed engaged in by Midland Christian School, its employees, representatives, volunteers, and students be consistent with and in furtherance of Midland Christian School's religious purposes, both publicly and privately. Well, I mean, if you're going to run a school based on the Bible, I mean, that's that's a great start. Now, all you have to do is enact that. And you know what probably is not going to support that is when you cover up um, the rest of the baseball team sticking a baseball bat up the asshole of a ninth grader on his first day. Because that's what happened. On January 28th, a detective with the Midland Police Department was notified about a possible sexual assault of a child child that occurred eight days earlier after baseball practice at Midland Christian. In an interview with authorities, the unnamed victim said he walked into the locker room to get changed when they turned the lights off. Someone turned all the lights off. Someone said it was freshman initiation day. And a ninth grader and a 10th grader began hitting the ninth grader. The ninth grader's hands were pinned down and he was flipped over onto his back. The affidavit states. He was then sexually assaulted with a baseball bat as other students looked on and cheered. My God. I mean, the shape of the bat, it's not even, it doesn't even have enough of a taper to warrant some degree of, I mean, if you think about all the uh, uh, sex toys that Amanda sells, they're they're shaped like a missile or a penis to some degree. Uh, But, you know, uh, this poor kid's asshole is brutalized by a bat. Holy shit. Can you imagine if that was your son, how much ass you would kick? How would you? Oh, God. The next day, the freshman student told school officials what had happened. And then nothing happened. The two of them see each other every day as they are on the same baseball team. The affidavit goes on. On February 11th, 
10 days ago, police investigators showed up at the school and spoke with one of those five. The prince, uh, Alice, the principal of the secondary school. She said she was aware of the incident. Oh, big mistake. You got to lie to you die, miss. And that it had been documented. However, Ellis said that Lee, the school superintendent, was the only one with access to the files. Yeah, I, I don't even have them. Yeah, it's been documented. Thank you, uh, officer. But we've got this under control. He's got it. When Ellis told Lee about the horrific incident, Lee ordered McClendon and Counts to, quote, conduct an investigation into the incident instead of notifying law enforcement or another state agency. This is the old Penn State deal. You remember that? When all that shit went down, they're like, uh, don't tell the cops. But when Lee contacted police on February 14th, he refused to answer any questions or provide the documentation to which Ellis had referred, demanding the cops get a search warrant. They did. The same day, during the search, investigators were given access to notes written by McClendon and counts that documented the incident according to the affidavit. So we're talking weeks later is when this is found out through a search warrant. Oh, my God. Now, if your kid has had a baseball bat put into his butthole, okay, he's been raped by other students with a bat, and then it was covered up. My God. You have five people that are going to go to prison, the administrators. Uh, whoever did it to him is, I mean, God knows what the uh, punishment would be for on, an, uh, uh, on a juvenile level. Or maybe they charge them as adults. I don't know. The uh, long-term ramifications to the poor kid who got raped. And then this school is going to go bankrupt because they should be sued for everything that they're worth. The five were arrested Wednesday, released on a $5,000 bond. It's still unclear whether they have retained lawyers to speak on their behalf. On Thursday, police arrested a student involved in the alleged attack, the one who was putting the bat in the kid's keister. No further details have been released, and the student who was a juvenile has not been identified. My God. Yeah, if you're the kid, I mean, seriously, I'm not even joking here. If you're a kid who, I mean, because they, they haven't identified the student, but you know that in that school, everybody knows who he is. He's never, you need to, you need to um, keep him at home. Intense, um, what do you call it? Uh, a psychiatric help. And then after you get your $50 million, you move to another state. You just move away because you can't have that kid going back to school. And, you know, everybody knows he got a baseball bat up his ass. I mean, my God, kids are such dicks. They're going to be, they're going to be terrible to that kid. Jesus. Our school officials have, and will continue to cooperate with law enforcement in their investigation. Yeah. It's about time. You fucking idiot. The president of Midland Christians board of trustees told the reporter telegram in a statement. Currently, we have qualified acting administrators to supervise the campus. What a scandal. Holy shit. How hard is it for adults? I mean, you have a child who's raped by another student, some sick fuck. Um, and why, how hard is it to just go to the cops immediately? Like the second you find out about it, how can people who, you know, um, have years of education behind them make the horrible decision to try to cover it up. I will never fucking understand that. And then also the fact that what is it with people in hazing the affix, the being so uh, fixated on the asshole, 
Why can't you just, you know, stuff marshmallows in the kid's mouth and make them say fuzzy bunny 10 times? Um, why, why, you know, why can't you, uh, I don't know. Who knows to come up with anything that doesn't involve sodomy or sexual assault or any type of injury to the person. It's such a fucking shit show. I remember there's a story in Michigan here where some other kid, it was a similar scenario, just different school, different state, different kids. They put pine cones up the kid's ass. Pine cones. Now, I will say that if I had to choose between a pine cone or a baseball bat, as long as it's not a, if it's not a pine cone that's opened up, you know, if it's one that's closed, that has a taper to it. I would actually prefer a a closed tapered pine cone up my asshole than a bat because I mean my god it's like pick your poison on the bat because you got the knob that you know is round. I mean getting that thing up there once you get past that it might be smooth sailing but still get that first initial god that's some serious stretching there or the other end which is the barrel of the bat is, there's no way, man. So I'm going to vote pine cone on the ass penetration. If I had to choose between the two, but only if it's, if it's a closed pine cone, if it's an unopened pine cone, I don't know how it would work. All those little tines would break off. You know, it would just be a mess. I don't think that that would be, you'd be successful in that way regardless, but holy shit. Corey says, look up bottle squats, girl version. No, I'm not going to. Hmm. Let's see here. No, you wouldn't. The bat is blunt. Pine cones have a sharp tip. No, I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to take pine cones. Jesus, those kids should also be forced to register as sex offenders for the rest of their lives as well. Um, Crank says it's not about sex. It's about power. I mean, seriously, uh, (laughs) apparently I said fuzzy bunny. It's supposed to be chubby bunny. I fucked that up. Chubby bunny. Fuzzy bunny could be fun too. Either way, it's better than a baseball bat up your ass. Um, Amanda says, well, if it's anything like what happened to me in school, they end up making it like it was his fault. Oh no. Oh my God. So sorry. Uh, crank referring to how cruel they would be to the kid in in the school. If he stayed at that school, his nickname would be slugger. Uh, man. Um, Nick says, this is how you make school shooters. No, it's true. It's, it's, we, we will never, ever escape bullying. You know, I think the only way to end bullying in school is to have, um, people in the school that like, when you go to the school, you have to sign a contract. And, um, when you sign the contract, you agree to go to the school and you have to, you have the knowledge that there are people in the school that if you're caught even doing, saying anything bad, You'll get the shit kicked out of you. Okay? Someone's going to beat the shit out of you. An adult will beat the shit out of you. 
like punch you in the stomach and kick your ass, uh, Superman punch, knee to the face, uh, if, if you are caught bullying. And then a few kids, and then everything is, uh, is recorded. You have video cameras all throughout the school. And then you have a school website so that you can see the kids who got their ass kicked that day. And I'm telling you, after a few incidents, uh, that is not going to happen anymore. Bullying is no more. That will officially end bullying. Uh, I know that sounds quite ridiculous, but I'm telling you, it would work. Amanda says any kid that gets uh, caught bullying should just automatically be expelled. Well, expelled or beaten, they have the choice. You can either you can either be injured in the school, get your nose broke, and put featured on the school website, or you have to leave forever, and you have to decide right there. Okay, so. That goes from kindergarten to senior year. If anyone bullies a kid, you get your ass kicked in the school. There you go. (sighs) What a mess. I'll follow up on that story. Okay, I've got some great videos I need to share with you, but I need to tinkle. I need to tinkle. Before I do that, though, I am going to remind you that you can become a uh, sponsor of the Eric Zane Show podcast just by sending along an email to me. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. I want to hear from you. Tag accounting, 616-301-9516. Have your tax return done by certified public accountant, Troy Ginzer. This is going to cost you about 100, 100 and a quarter. I guess it, defend, uh, it depends on the, uh, on the size of your return, how complex it is, but pretty much a standard thing uh, will cost you about that much. And my God, it's as simple as just handing over everything that you've had handed to you that's arrived in the mail, you know, all of your documents. Okay. You can upload it from anywhere in the U S via his online portal, 616-301-9516. Call him up, uh, talk to Barbara or PJ say, Hey, I listen to the Eric St. podcast. I want Troy from tag accounting to do my taxes for me. Forget the, uh, turbo shit. Forget, uh, going to H and R block. Forget doing it yourself. Come on. Uh, support the show by supporting the sponsors as always 616-301-9516. We have a get together coming up at Bosco's pub, March 14th. That is a Monday at 6 PM. Bosco's pub is in Hudsonville, Michigan. And I'm looking forward to seeing you at that event. 6 PM Bosco's pub, March 14th. You can head to Bosco's. Um, at 1130 to close Wednesday through Saturday, Monday and Tuesday, they open at 4 PM. We're talking about Frank fuss, my policy shop insurance. Okay. If you get your insurance from the marketplace, Obamacare, there are some, uh, great practices to make this as pain-free as possible. Let's say, you're suddenly in a spot where um, you've lost your workplace insurance or you're starting your own business, self-employed or whatever. Even if you've already done this through the marketplace and you think you've done it correctly, it is well worth your time to get a checkup from uh, Frank Fuss. Now, we're past the open enrollment period, but if you're uh, just signing up for the first time right now, you can enroll. You need insurance. You're going to have to. Uh, avoid the mistakes that I made when I first signed up 
for insurance on the marketplace by reaching out to Frank Fuss, 616-914-4070. Okay. And say, Eric Zane sent me. I'd love you to have, I'd love to have you help me about insurance on the marketplace. 616-914-4070. Call or text Frank Fuss. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, I'm going to uh, take an intermission real quick. And it's time for Tinkle. I'll be right back. Don't go away. Uh. <coughs> Excuse me. Bully Island next to Pedo Island. I like that. Hang on. Now, I wasn't a bully, but because a bully, I was just a smartass. And I knew that I would get my ass kicked. But I found great joy in the moment when I wasn't getting my ass kicked. Actually being the smartass. I remember when Ann Baker beat my ass. Oh, God. I don't know. I used to say, hey, you look like a boy. Uh, Grab your dick or something. She got pissed off. And, uh, oh, man. She um, put me up against a locker. Short jab right to the face. Oh, shit. Never going to be able to live this down. Chick just kicked my ass. Hmm. I want to share a video with you for you folks that are uh, not on the Twitch live stream. I will uh, include this in the show notes. By the way, that's three of the five school people at that story I was telling you about that... um, that have been arrested. My God. Okay, you're going to love this. Holy shit, is this spectacular. I forgot who sent it along to me. Um, but what you have here is... Uh, these guys are in their ice shanty. And that's a hell of an ice shanty. Look at that thing. I think it might have been Schaefer or Jason Mays sent this to me. The guy standing up there, he's like, all right, I'll be back. And the other dude is just, he's, he's snug as a bug in a rug. And he's got his ice fishing hole and he's, he's going to make some final cha- cha- uh, changes uh, before he starts doing what he's going to do. And then this happens. Guy steps out of the shanty. I've I've never seen one of these. This is spectacular. Okay, they've got their uh their holes where they uh, uh dug through the ice with the auger. And I I would love doing this. I really would. Guys just enjoying the getting his shit together, sitting in his chair. The other guy steps out. They um they get the um shanty to where it needs to be by towing it out with a snowmobile. He's listening to the radio or whatever. I can hear Leonard Skinnerd. Give me back my bullets playing.
<laughs> Holy shit. Look at this. Look at this. The idiot has no idea that he's pulling the sled. He's pulling the shanty across the lake. My buddy Mojo finally realized what has happened and takes a moment to examine his work. You can hear that sled. That sled sounds very powerful. Makes the big turn. All right. Okay, hang on. Now that he's, he's they're going back to the hole. A little more. Way to go, Mojo! Wait till you hear how good-natured this guy is. This is the dude who fell out of the bottom of the shanty. Well, I'm just in here picking up the pieces after that. <laughs> but Mojo forgot to unhook the sled before he took off to pick up another friend. Luckily, we didn't lose... I can hear Bob Seeger now. Anything snapped my line that I had down the hole, ripped my line all the way up the hole, and snapped. I'm guessing this is Minnesota or Wisconsin. It. My other rod is filled with snow. I'm trying to thaw it out. Shit that we get into. <laughs> I like how when he falls, you hear the effect of the voice fading away because of distance. God. Oh shit! Fuck me! <laughs> Holy fuck! Oh my gosh! Oh. Oh, sorry, can't hear you over the 900 cc's. A crank says, okay, easy. We will set up an ice fishing outing. If you really want to try a catch and release to keep your conscience clear. Yeah, I don't know. I can't. I just want to get in a shanty and sit there, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I, I, I'm already getting chicken. I don't like the idea of, of catching the fish. I'm afraid that it hurts them. Yeah, and Sarah brings up a good point the last time when I hurt myself. My God. That was the worst. It was so in there. Jesus. I better just leave it alone, Jason. Don't even bother. No, I'm just going to say that I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't even have spoke of it. I'll, I'll, you know, it'll be, it'll be like, oh, great. I caught a fish. And then that night I'll be laying in bed and I'll start to weep or something like that. I, you look, I'm all about eating the food, but I can't actually be the one that ends the life. Can't do it. All right. Another video I want to show you.
This is, uh, it's, it's quick. It's uh, from a hockey game. It is, um, the ref is calling a penalty here. And uh, after he calls the penalty. Sure what they, uh, number two, two miss for holding. Hold on. After, he, after the ref calls the penalty, this guy starts chirping at him. And so you hear the ref uh, respond. Sure, what they uh, on the hot mic? Two minutes for holding. They got Pete for holding her. Shut the whoa, <laughs> hot mic. <laughs> Shut the feet. Sure, what they uh, number two, two minutes for holding. They got Pete for holding her. Shut the whoa, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, being seeing that in person is the best at the rink in case there's anything going on. I I've seen, well, Timmy Mayer, shut the fuck up, shut your fucking mouth and get in there. Jesse says Zane could not fish with me when I was fishing in the keys. Don't know how many fish we killed pulling hooks out. The bright side is the seagulls get a meal. All right. By the way, hockey's better than basketball. Hockey's better than everything. You know, at the end of the day, there's two sports uh, that that they fight. In in basketball, when they fight, my God, it's the end of the world. No one really lands a punch. Shit. Hockey, it's like every night there's something like that. And it's cool. And and they they know how to fight. It's so much, it's a superior uh, game in that regard. Jesus. Uh, I understand. I saw this yesterday when I was watching, or the other, on Saturday night when I was uh, at the Griffins game. There was an incredible save by Calvin Pickard. In fact, I should probably I pull this up. For holding her. Shut the. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. You two. Sure, what they. Uh, Number two, two minutes for holding. They got Pete for holding her. Shut the. Whoa. And Rapids. Sure, what they. Uh, Number two, two miss for holding. They got Pete for holding her. Shut the. And then uh, there was a spectacular save that was sure made they, uh, in this game. Number two, two miss for holding. Two of them, actually. Pete for holding And Shut I see a, uh, a message from Patriot Nick, and he says, What an incredible save. And I'm like, What? Are you here again? Did something happen? Did, did you. Uh, oops, sorry about that. Are you back? Are you back with us? And uh, he's like, uh, no, no, no. I, um, uh, holy shit. I, uh, I'm, I have a subscription to AHL.com or something like that. So I'm going to check this out and see if they show it. It was just incredible. Hang on. You can tell I'm circling the drain here. All right, here we go. Their last four away from Van Andel Arena. Oh, look at and this. Here's Murphy walking right in with a shot. He scores. <laughs> it was like, right. it was like uh, first minute of the game. And Murphy off the post oh. and in. There is your leading scorer among all American Hockey League defensemen. And he just added to it with his 10th of Plink. Well, that's the way to start a hockey game. And I'll tell you what, folks, that's the future Red Wing down the wall. Jonathan Bergeron yes. pulled up just. Got drilled by it. Now in front. Oh, and Shine just hit the goal post. Jesus. Came free. They're going to walk right in front of the net. Walk in. Stanton, a shot. Big that was save. a big save. That was a good save. Calvin Pickard. The way harmlessly in the Griffins get possession. 
Ah, shit. Gonna want that one back. That's a bad goal. Winds up with it on left wing. He lets a long shot go. Really do. I'm biased, but okay. Here we go. Oh! Did you see that? Holy fuck! Pickard reaching back and making a glove save like no other you might ever see. Zone. Here's. I'm gonna see that again. Hold on. Turner Elson winds up with it on left wing. He lets a long shot. Watch this. He's drifting to the right. Pickard's drifting to the right. You're going to want to see this. So he's moving right. This guy, the shot's going to come over here. He's still, he's going to go all the way. He's going to drift all the way to that uh, uh, post. And he's still. Oh, my God. Oh, look at that save. Oh, my. Calvin Pickard reaching back and making a glove save like no other you might ever see. Oh, that... Zone. Here's Lash off. He does it again, too. He just walks Whoa. right in with a backhand of the save. And Colin oh, Dealey. Got... And he lost it. Temple follows, though. Sent him in pass. There it is. It's even better than the other one. Incredible glove save. Oh, my God. Did you see that? Temp so Tepley's going to uh, center it. Follows, though. Look at there it is. He just made the save. Fuck, that is spectacular. No other you might. He just walks right in with a backhand of the save, and Colin Dealey Barmaki, and he lost it. Temple follows though, sending pass and a shot. So fast, incredible glove save. Come the Griffins back in. Spezia sharp angle. Pickard almost scored a goal too. The goalie. There was a moment in that game where. Uh, Rockford pulled their goalie with five minutes to go. Um, and uh, he got the puck in his own. He tried to fling it all the way down the ice. And uh, it, uh, it, it didn't go in. But shit, it got blocked. That would have been incredible if he scored a goal. Nick says, I texted you, then noticed 10 minutes later your phone was on Do Not Disturb. How do you know that my phone was on Do Not Disturb? It's the second time I've had a question about my privacy with Patriot Nick. The first time was when out of the blue, he texts me and says, yeah, hey, what are you doing up so late? I'm like, how do you know I'm up late? Yeah, I see there's a green dot by your phone or something like that. iPhones tell you that I, I you are on do not disturb? Fuck, well, I got to change that. Fuck you. Uh, no, it wasn't because of you. I uh, I put the phone on Do Not Disturb when I'm reading a script off of it. Uh, because if I'm reading a script off of it and then someone texts me, it's going to uh, go to that as opposed to the script. You fucking stalker. Shut up. Little peanut. All right. Become a sponsor of the show. Talked about that already. TC Paintball. I haven't talked about that. Uh, Rick at TC Paintball invites you to visit him. During the week, you can kind of just drop into TC Paintball. If you want a Saturday event, you better book that thing. TCPaintballGR.com. Reach out to them for workplace team building, neighborhood kids getting together, bachelor party, uh, whatever. You got want to do some drop-in play, you can do that. Wednesdays is little Wednesdays are little league days starting at 5 p.m. Get the kid home from school instead of the kids sitting around playing the video games. Uh, get together with the kid and bring the neighborhood kids who are new to paintball. And uh, you're going to use the low impact machinery. 
the guns don't hurt when the uh, when the paintball hits the kid, and that kind of breaks them into the sport, the fun of it, without any of the ow that hurt a little bit. Uh, so yeah, you can just say, hey, don't worry, it's not going to hurt. They they wear the masks. They're out there playing, living a video game, moving. You're bonding with your kid. Uh, think about the little league from uh, from TC Paintball. If you want more information, go to their website, tcpaintballgr.com. <clears throat> Thank you. Okay. Uh, for Easter, there is another flooring giveaway with Bennett Flooring Installation. And uh, Easter's just, uh, well, it's 40 days away pretty much. A little bit more than that. Ash Wednesday is Wednesday. I should probably get back to going to church. My God, what am I doing? Anyway, uh, for Easter, Bennett Flooring Installation. <coughs> damn it, excuse me. Is uh, giving away another flooring install for free not going to cost you anything this is uh, aimed at a person who could use a little pick-me-up a charitable contribution we've done this with two audience members who have been in need um, to have flooring installed onto their homes and you would not believe how uh, amazing this is for the homeowner who uh, might be having a bit of a struggle like I said it's happened twice to two very worthy uh, families and it just Oh, my God. It just is a game changer, okay? Uh, This type of coming together, getting a new flooring installation from Bennett Flooring Installation. Problem. I recently deleted every email on my email. So if you've sent an email in the past about this, about, hey, I know I'm swallowing my pride. I'm reaching out to you saying we could use a flooring install from Bennett Flooring Installation. Would you please resend it? Because I don't have it anymore. Okay, as we get closer to Easter, we will announce the recipient for this. If you want flooring installed, reach out to Bennett Flooring Installation, 616-318-0167, 616-318-0167. They'll come to your house, they'll measure, and then uh, you'll get an estimate as to how much it's going to cost to install the flooring. They can do full service and rip up the old stuff if you want, but they encourage you to do all the grunt work. It'll save you some money. The flooring that you choose to install, I think you should get from Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home Discount Outlet because it's cheap. The cheapest you will find anywhere. I promise you. Okay? Go ahead and price whatever uh, whatever you want from Shaw and Mohawk, the best brands, the most popular brands, and then head over to Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home Discount Outlet and see what they have to offer. Okay? You will leave with the flooring, so bring a vehicle that can transport it. Okay? Uh, Their prices are dirt cheap because they buy so much of it at once. The manufacturers sell it to them at a very low price, as low as possible, and then it's sold to you to reflect that. On top of that, If you mention my name, I heard about this on the Eric Zane show. You will receive an additional 10% off the cost of what you are purchasing. That is fantastic. I promise you, you won't find a price cheaper. Mention me when you go to Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home discount outlet in Granville, Michigan. If by chance they don't have what you're looking for, you're just going to head down the street three blocks to the main showroom and check out what they have there. Thank you to Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home Discount Outlet. Um, 
run by Kent, drop the E, at a U, who's usually in the audience. Thank you, Kent. Excuse me. Having a hard time today. Okay. Couple more things we need to get into. The latest bit of, uh, well, conspiracy in the Jeffrey Epstein story. If you have not followed the story, or if you're not up to speed on all of the details of what went on in Jeffrey Epstein, if you were like me prior to watching the latest Netflix documentary, it's, a, it's like three or four episodes, it's a pretty quick watch. Um, I think it's called Jeffrey Epstein, um, Filthy Rich or something like that. Uh, that show was made prior to Jelaine Maxwell being convicted. Um, but it is very, very uh, well done and thorough in scope as to what went on there. And it, uh, because it's kind of like, if you didn't know what actually happened, all you know is that this guy Epstein did bad things and killed himself before he could be brought to justice. Um, yes, but no. It's one of the most brutal things that has ever happened. And I think that the um, him hiding in plain sight with the world and the cover-up involved in keeping him from uh, facing justice is so profound to the, well, a very, very high level to the authorities in the community in Florida where he lived to, in, in, I, in my opinion, um, some of the biggest names in the world in politics and, uh, and, and on and on. You know, you had the Prince Andrew thing. Uh, Bill Clinton has been connected to him. Donald Trump has been connected to him. Uh, it's insane. And then all of a sudden, the um, suicide of him after he's uh, finally being brought to justice. I don't believe for a second that this guy uh, killed himself. Someone killed him because he has information on some very, very powerful people. So this is this is a no-brainer, and you got to watch it. Well, um, by the way, last week, um, uh, what's her name? God. The chick that was at the center of it with the Prince Andrew thing, Virginia Jeffrey, she just settled out of court with Prince Andrew and um, it's too bad because I wanted that guy to burn. Um, so I think that that is kind of going away. Um, but the long list of victims in this is just incredible. Uh, it was so bad that <clears throat> when he was in Florida, that that woman, Virginia Jeffrey, as a, like a 15 year old, they convinced her, that she would be a um, a great candidate to learn massage therapy or some stupid ruse that they brought her in. Uh, and then um, he raped her. And then, like, hey, no big deal, right? And then paid her. And then she's like, well, now what do I do? She's got this stack of money, and she's just been raped. And um, somehow they managed to skirt justice and, and and not get in trouble. And then the, the young girls that they would bring in would recruit other girls and they would get like compensated like a finder's fee when they would bring in more 
uh, school-age girls into the compound. And a lot of these girls were girls who kind of like um, might not have had the best upbringing, vulnerable, you know, and some not. Some were, and then for, I don't know. I mean, it seemed like money talked in this case because they would be rewarded and holy shit, the web of, um, uh, of, of victims is substantial. It's so huge. Really incredible that it went on for as long as it did. Um, but now there's another person who's dead. French dude, Jean-Luc Brunel. He was listed as a modeling agent, agent for Epstein. Um, he had been arrested with all of this connection to all of this. And he killed himself Saturday night in Paris in air quotes. Paris prosecutor's office confirmed ABC news that Brunel was found dead in his prison cell 1 a.m. local time. Jean-Luc Brunel's lawyers tell ABC, ABC news that Brunel hanged himself. Prosecutor's office declined to confirm those details of Brunel's death. In December 2020, Brunel was charged with rape of minors over the age of 15 and sexual harassment, a crime in France. In a statement on their client's death, which was in French and sent to and translated by ABC News, Brunel's lawyer said Brunel's distress was the one of a 75-year-old man who was destroyed by the judicial media lynching, and we should question it. Our client firmly asserted he never abused any women. He made multiple efforts to prove it. Uh, hmm. All right. Brunel was initially arrested at Charles de Gaulle Airport in December 2020. According to Paris prosecutors, Brunel was initially held in a probe into the rape of minors, trafficking of minors for sexual exploitation and association with their probe into possible crimes committed by Epstein. Um, that woman, Virginia Jeffrey, flew to Paris in 2021 to provide testimony at a closed-door hearing. I was, uh, so all this listing of shit about that he had done uh, Brunel had denied Jeffrey's allegations who said, um, <clears throat> excuse me. I was with Virginia Defray in court in Paris when she provided a powerful testimony testimony against Jean-Luc Brunel. It is devastating to Virginia Defray and all the survivors, um, that Brunel will not be tried for his crimes. This is another victim talking. Uh, but he, as we said, when Jeffrey Epstein cowardly killed himself for the women who have stood up and called for accountability from law enforcement around the world, it is not how these men died, but how they lived and damage they caused by to so many. The fight to seek truth and justice goes on. Yeah, I don't believe for a second that I believe this guy probably was killed and Epstein probably was killed. I'm surprised the woman, Jelaine Maxwell, hasn't been killed, frankly, but I don't know. That's just me. Maybe they did hang themselves. <clears throat> Excuse me. Chris K says sickos don't think they've ever done anything wrong. Of course, he's maintained his innocence. What an exhausting way to live, though. You know, um, living, I mean, like if you're Epstein, that your mind can be so perverse and warped that you can do this again and again and again. And you don't have one bit of remorse. It's like that of um, 
of a, of a serial killer. It's, it's exactly that. The only difference is you're not actually killing. Well, you are. You're slowly killing their souls. Ugh. And then you got to look in the mirror. And go, yeah, hey, I, th- I think I'm, I think I'm doing good. Ugh. Horrible. Absolutely horrible. Okay. The tale of the frozen penis needs to be told. We need to end on this note. The Olympics have ended. And by most accounts, it's been a complete failure and disaster. Nobody watched. Nobody cared. They're doing it in a country that is absolutely horrible to people. Um, about the only interesting thing of it was the failure, the drug test, the stupid ice skating shit, the chick having the, the chick crying on the ski hill, the chick, uh, crying after she failed after she, uh, the ice skating debacle, the Russian chick that's justice, by the way, the whole thing, she shouldn't even have been skating in the first place. I think Johnny Weir, who's hilarious, him and Tara Lipinski make a great team. When uh, when she when she choked and ended up finishing fourth, and I think Weir said, "Thank God, that is awesome." But this, Finland's Remy Lindholm, said that the mass, the men's mass start at the Beijing Games, was one of the worst competitions I've been in. Well, what could have gone on? The 50-kilometer mass start race at the Beijing Games was shortened to 30 kilometers because it was so cold. Uh, Remy Lindholm finished the race and was in excruciating pain. He grabbed a heat pack and stuffed it down his pants because... They suspect he may have he may have frostbite of his cock. Lindholm spent just under an hour and sixteen minutes traversing the course in howling winds for the second time in a cross country skiing race following a similar incident in Ruka, Finland last year. You can guess which body part was frozen when I finished the race. It was one of the worst competitions I've been in. It was just about battling through, he told Finnish media. Now, I've suffered from a cold ding-dong before while running. I've had that happen. I used to um, put my pecker into a uh, an, an anklet sock, actually put my ding-dong into the sock to avoid this from happening. It is no picnic. When, you're, when your dick gets frozen, the actual tip... Is it's like oh my god! It's like it's getting stabbed with an ice pick repeatedly. It's terrible. I've been to a point where it was so cold, I took my hand and stuck it down my pants and just held onto it, hoping it would that would raise the temperature of the skin. It was terrible. With organizers worried about frostbite during Saturday's race, it was delayed by an hour and shortened again to 20 kilometers. The thin suits and underlayers worn by racers as well as plasters to cover their faces and ears offered little protection. Now think about it. They're working very, very hard. Even that with the 
uh, elevated temperature of their bodies. They're still freezing. Fucking A, man. Ugh. But the guy's, the guy's pecker actually froze. I, I don't. Can you imagine if it got so bad, if he looks at it and it's black and it like falls right off his body? His dick is laying there like, oh my God, my dick just fell off. Holy shit. Horrible. Jesus. Well, glad it worked out for you. Stuff in the ice pack or stuff in the heat pack down. Hmm. Didn't you lose feeling for days from bike riding? Yes. Not due to the cold, though. I rode a bike that was not adjusted and fit to to my body. And I did something to some set of nerves because of the adjustment, how I was seated or something like that. And I did could was not able to feel my ding dong for more than a month. It was pretty bad. It was horrible. Um, yeah, that was, that was rough, but had, that had nothing to do with the cold. But at the time it was, it was numb. I had a numb ding dong. It was useless. All I could do was go pee. I couldn't even get a boner. True story. That happened in 2009. I thought I was never going to be, I thought I'll ruin myself. I was like, did I destroy my body from riding a stupid bike? All right. The asshole of the day is moments away. I'll go over who the nominees are in just a second. Thanks again to A&E Heating and Cooling. Joe Martinez reminds you. If you have any scheduled maintenance you need taken care of for your furnace, for your air conditioner, which you don't have to worry about right now, but you know what I mean. Call upon Joe Martinez at A&E Heating and Cooling. 616-516-8579. If you need a new install, he'll utilize the Comfort Maker brand of products to install a brand new furnace. Uh, It'll be a Comfort Maker brand of furnace or air conditioner. A&E Heating and Cooling. 616-516-8579. Blue Frost IT invites you to reach out to them if you have any tech issues. Uh, if you want to upgrade your tech at your office, your workplace, call Blue Frost IT. If you need your own IT department, and you should, call upon Blue Frost IT. Reach out to them. They can do project work. They can do contract work. They can do uh, managed IT service provider work, spot fixes. Whatever it is concerning IT, call Blue Frost IT, 616-285-50. All right. And last but not least, my friends over at Full House Comedy. Go see a comedy show, fullhousecomedy.com. Go to their website, check out who's coming to town, and uh, go see a comedy show. All right. Today... Split my pants while I was working out. Lack of cooperation from the young people in this household, despite, uh, well, hey, I want to help you. Could you maybe help me a little bit? My God, the wind. Jawan Howard's insanity. Um, Jawan Howard's excuse. Him being assaulted, defending himself. Come on, I roll. Everybody losing their mind. People demanding he be fired. Come on. 
Push-Up Paul joined us. The stories of playing AC Ducey and Uncle Peter taking a leak in the street. Hazing at the Christian school. The Lake Trout incident. The guy uh, falling out of the ice shanty. Ref on a hot mic. Another murder slash suicide in the curious tale of Jeffrey Epstein. And we had a frozen dick. Who's going to be your asshole of the day? Um, I've narrowed it down in my mind. Hang on. Let me see what you guys think. Nick says Madison should be the asshole of the day for making it hard for you to help her. You're saying my daughter is a bigger asshole than the kid who stuck a bat up someone's ass. This is why you're stupid. What is wrong with you? What kind of idiot are you? Yeah, your daughter's a bigger asshole than a kid who stuck a bat up someone's ass. Jesus. Let's see. Well, you've got the kid who stuck the bat up the ass, but then you've got the administrators for covering it up. I think that's what we need to focus on. I'm not going to say my daughter is is in that one, Nick. I'm going to sidestep that. Thanks for trying, though. Dumbass. You little shit. Um, uh, boy. Okay. Well, I can do a group one. All the assholes in the... Hazing incident. That's your asshole of the day. All of the assholes in the hazing incident. Those are the assholes of the day. The administrators and uh, the baseball bat. The kid who stuck the bat up the kid's ass. Hmm. Assholes seem to be soft, too soft for those fucking monsters. Well, I I don't know. I don't have a fucking monster of the day, so try to keep up, ding dong. All right. That's going to do it. This show is done. Kyle says the kid's asshole is asshole of the day. No, not the kid who got the bat up his ass. He's not part of the asshole of the day. Okay, have a good one, folks. Thank you so much for being here. Talk to you on the Patreon, Patreon bonus podcast. Sign up at patreon.com slash Eric Zane, and I'll be talking to you in a little while. Thank you. Bye-bye.